We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 63. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the April Snow Edition. April Snow. Yeah, well, I... Out of my house. Well, (laughs) yeah, I was trying to figure out some different titles for the podcast, and I I thought, okay, one of them was Snow to 80 Degrees. I thought, eh. And then uh, I just thought... I just settled on April snow, so yeah. uh, it did snow. I was surprised. I got to tell you, I was a little surprised of how much snow. Well, I mean, how much was it? It was a dusting, I guess. I mean, it showed up on the ground. I mean, actually stuck on the ground. Oh, yeah. So some of it was really, I mean, and I saw some, uh, one of the TV stations, Tower Cam in Republic, mm. that snow was coming down, like about yeah, five o'clock. That. I saw that. Uh, I took a gander at the old radar scope at about 2.30, and you know how it turns blue in precipitation depiction mode Uh when it thinks it's snowing somewhere, and right over Barry, Lawrence, and the county to the north, it was was blue. It was all blue? Wow. And it was kind of moving to the east, so I thought, well, maybe it's actually going to snow. Well, you know, all the models were saying that. I know one of the TV guys in Springfield was really hitting this snow thing, and I kept looking at the models, and and you and I both were texting back and forth, and I thought, I'm not convinced, and you said you weren't either, and then after I kept seeing all of the short-term models. Some of the maps I saw on Facebook had had a huge area of snow from from north to south, including Branson. It wasn't quite as big as as what it could have been, but yeah. it was a powerful system. We got a good rain, and, and and then on the back end of it, with that cold air coming in, it changed over to snow. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was the temperature. I think it was when I was looking in Barry and Lawrence County. The temperature was thirty seven, so it wasn't freezing. So. Like I and we have a weather school about how how it can snow at at higher temperatures. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not that temperature up up stairs. Well, that that's the thing that no one was below freezing at all. Matter of fact, hardly anybody was below thirty five. It was like no. in the upper thirties to around forty. But this this system was so dynamic, it pulled in a lot of cold air. And it's when we look up in the atmosphere from the surface to the top or when you know when we're measuring thermal profiles we uh, when we say like a warm nose especially in winter it depends on the the depth or the thickness of that if you get a really thick wide layer of warm air move in uh, when the temperature is below freezing you're going to get freezing rain if you get a moderate to maybe shallow Warm air punching in, uh, you're going to get sleet because the raindrops don't have enough 
time as they're falling or the snowflakes to you know to melt and refreeze. So this is kind of the the backwards part of it. Uh, we we have warmer air at the surface, but this low pressure system is pulling really cold air. So we had a cold punch on the back of this thing. So apparently the thickness it was the thickness that was the the culprit. Uh, it was really thick. It changed everything to snow, and bam, there we go. We've got that <laughs> you know, dusting on the ground. But the thing is, it, it really turned out to be a nice day on Sunday. I know. I mean, it was. I was. I wore shorts, so I was out <laughs> on you know, Sunday cleaning the pool. It was. It was like fifties. Went around fifties. It, it was yeah. mid to upper fifties is what it ended up being, and, and I thought it was just fine. Well, that that's the thing too. I mean, when you get these powerful systems, they're pretty tightly wrapped. So it was wrapping all this stuff in, and then when it moved out, it just took all the clouds with it. So bam, by noon, the sun was shining. And that demarcation line, I mean, it was clouds. Clouds, the absolute sun. And then sun. (laughs) And that sun's what helped us to get all the way to to, uh, 50 degrees. But you know what? That storm system was so powerful, we got quite a few major tornadoes out of this thing down south. Yeah, you and I were both watching some storm chaser feeds. That uh, was my buddy Jeff cool. Petrowski was down there uh, in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi. That's right on the yeah. state line there, and uh, he ended up getting some damage uh, there in Vic- Vicksburg. Uh, oh yeah, and I think the last I heard in the uh, tornadoes, I think there were six killed down there now. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it could have been worse, sure, but uh, you never want to see that. But no. uh, by the time I was watching it, it was right down Louisiana. Mm-hmm. All those tornadic cells, just one right after the other, and just forming and reforming. And that's that's where that moderate risk was. So the SPC hit that really good. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, and then yeah, and Jeff, he was in Louisiana, then went over to I think Mississippi. Is that where he went? Yeah, Vicksburg, Mississippi, and there were a couple other smaller towns. Right there next to oh, it. He was getting excited, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's a. I mean, he's got years and years and years of experience. He was in Joplin during the tornado. Any any big tornado footage you see of Joplin, that's his. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was with his wife chasing that day, and every now and then you could hear his wife calling in the background. Did you hear? Him oh, I sure did that. Like, yeah. Like you don't even. Her name's Kathy. ring, ring, ring. Yeah. No, yeah. he's like, hey, yeah. okay, hey, I know, call you I right. know, honey. I know. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> call you back later. Yeah, <laughs> tornado. And did you notice that every time he saw a wreck, he would call nine one one? Yeah, that Isn't was that so nice? cool. Yeah, that's what you need to do. You know, absolutely. When when people are in distress, especially you know either in winter storms or tornadic storms or whatever, you know the storm is a storm. You you need to look out for your fellow man. Right. And I thought that was really noble of him to call 911 and and his live stream we got to hear the whole thing and mm-hmm. and the the police were very grateful and you know but then you know you've done your duty and you go on but you know before that and I didn't I didn't follow this I mean I came on uh really started following it when it came into Louisiana and in Mississippi but there was a big one in there was huge Texas in Texas they they now that was much earlier in the day yeah. that's where it started and they had some major damage down there in Texas. I heard about that, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa!" And I had to go back and research. Now they were that. not in the moderate. I don't. I don't believe. No, they were. no, they were enhanced at that point. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, and 
I and that was but like you said earlier in the day, which was weird, but they were in the enhanced, and it's kind of strange when you get, you know, that severe, that dynamic of a storm, like at eight nine o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's well. The thing is, all the seasoned chasers and all the chasers that were going to be chasing that day, you know, they were going to head over to the moderate risk area, so they weren't anywhere near. Oh yeah. I mean, sure. There's there's chasers out that didn't travel, but most of your chasers are going to go to that moderate risk area. Oh, of course. And that's what happened. Well, yeah. And I went to Severe Studios, and there wasn't anybody. I yeah. mean, there's somebody in Oregon, and you know that was broadcasting. I'm like, there's nothing going on in Oregon. You all should be down there in the moderate risk. But you know that thing on it kept going uh, on Sunday started pelting tornadoes on the eastern seaboard. I mean. My Lord, really? Up there in uh, uh, New York was under a tornado watch? With a whole... I mean, mean, it's like New York, Pennsylvania. All all that stuff is tornado watch. Severe everywhere except for here. Yeah. Do we have a tornado watch this year? I don't think we do here for for 2019 for the Ozarks. You know, I can't remember. I do believe we have a severe thunderstorm watch. I know we do. Yes. Yeah, we've had at least but one of those. We've not had any tornado watches yet. I don't year, think that, This yeah. season. Now, our last one would have been around 1st of December, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, last year. Yeah. Well, we're just going to have to watch this this thing coming out of the Rockies. I mean, it it's still developing, and it's uh, we're talking about Wednesday now. The coming out of the Rockies, and it's going to go more northerly than the last one did. The last one, the actual low, took a, a farther uh, southerly track, went through northern Arkansas, thus the top well, end I went of that. through northeast Oklahoma. That wind really sure picked up. I was oh, getting calls man. out of there from our spotters and my parents, and, and when they issued a wind advisory. It was, like 8.30 at night, they issued a wind advisory until 11 that night. So it was only three hours. Oh, just a short, short fuse yeah. in. Because that low was going right through, and they they said that the wind really picked up. Well, I what I it, thought it was, was breezy weird. here too, but oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in a show, and I always go out to my car at intermission, which is about nine fifteen, and it was raining or whatever. But I opened, you know, the door of the theater, and I was like, "Holy cow!" It was blowing. So I, I had my umbrella. <clears throat> went went out to my car, whatever, and I always I, I'm, I don't stay out there very long, but I I had it where the umbrella was over the door, but the door was kind of shut, and you know the wind gust came up and inverted that umbrella. It's <laughs> never been inverted before, really? and at that point I shut the car off and I went no 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 no, <laughs> and I got I mean it was pouring rain, but I was really surprised and and like you just said it didn't last long. But man, that low wrapping, you know, the wind wrapping around that low was intense. How much rain did you end up with here? Uh, 1.1 inch exactly. I got 1.14. Wow. Did it fill up your pool? It was already full. Oh, yeah. You got your pool out. You're you're ready. Well, I mean, I didn't have to put any water in it because of the rain. I mean, from the spring, (laughs) filled it up for me. Yeah. Said to add all the chemicals. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be nice. I mean, shoot, we went from snow on Sunday, and we're going to hit 80 or above tomorrow. That's two days. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's why I was I was thinking, well, should I name the podcast Snow to 80? <laughs> but yeah, that system pulled out. We got southerly winds. We got the next system. I mean, 
tis the season. I mean, this is April, and it's you know we're gonna have storm system, storm system after storm system. And a lot of people are you know they're gonna be with family this weekend. It's Easter. It weekend. is, yeah. So right now we're it's not looking too shabby. Seventy three and sunny on Saturday, and eighty one and mostly sunny on oh, Sunday. Oh, that's gonna be nice. So uh, maybe a little chance that storms coming in on Monday, but. Other than that, it's 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 a beautiful weekend. Of course, Easter's yeah. later this week this this year. I mean, sometimes oh, yeah? Easter's freezing. My kids are out there hunting eggs, freezing to death. Did we have some snow cover a few years it ago or something? That, that was way. crazy. It <laughs> seems that way. So it'll be nice. Yeah, and the ground. I mean, you know, we got a good inch out of this thing, and and I think I posted on on the the the, the page that. You know, like every three or four days, every few days, we're going to have the system come in. We're going to kind of level out a little bit next week because it looks like we might get another system, like you said, right after uh, Easter. But we'll go more zonal at that point. So there could be a stretch of four or five days maybe with with nothing in it. Um, But since we did get that inch, any, you know, additional rain... Uh, might cause some minor flooding right. around here. I mean, that, I don't see a a widespread event, but you get under a thunderstorm that that's going to put down a whole bunch of rain in a short amount of time. Then you're going to have some ponding on the roadways and maybe some oh, street yeah. flooding here in Branson. We get that a lot. Uh, of of course, any even the creeks and streams. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not overflowing at this point. Nah. but I there's mean, water in them, so I mean, they're not. Yeah, low. Yeah, they're about normal. Anybody's going to go camping this weekend? I don't know if Easter's a, ca- a camping thing. Uh, there's always people camping in the Ozarks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there will be people. Definitely. <laughs> there will definitely be people. And the low water crossing. So we're just going to have to watch for that. Um, uh, again, the that the, the looks... Now, as of today, we're recording this on uh, tax day, Monday, April 15th, uh, about 9 o'clock, 9.30. And the Storm Prediction Center has an enhanced risk down... Way south of us, so we're just gonna have to watch this. Uh, if if we get some training thunderstorms, we could get some, but we're not talking about several inches of rain. I just want to get some lightning. I miss lightning at night. I still have my lightning uh, lightning cam on my phone. I want to get some good lightning out. <laughs> I don't even have that anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, the the only thing that's going to to be a bummer if you like severe weather on this storm system uh, originally. I thought, okay, it's you know I've got a show Wednesday afternoon, so I'm going to try to make it home. But you're going to have to cover if we start getting severe weather. Now it looks like this thing is not even going to arrive until later, well after dark. I mean, I'm hearing a couple of different things. We'll see. We're, I mean, we're still. A yeah, days they're watching this thing. I mean, some TV personalities are saying. Uh, one of them said it. You know, the main line won't even come through till like 4 a.m. Thursday. I thought, that's really late. But then the National Weather Service says there's a window between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m. that that can come through. Um, You know, the atmosphere is very fluid, very dynamic right now. So uh, models are really trying to hone in on that. We we need some of the more shorter-term models to really latch on to that. They're going to have to do some weather balloon launches, but they'll do. You think? <laughs> That'll tell us a little. won't tell me anything, but it'll tell them something. The models, anyway. Yeah, and then they can tell us, and right. we can spread it on <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, we mentioned last week, you had mentioned that I had, uh, you know, I used Roundup because I got all these weeds out there, and I said I there was an eco-friendly... Uh, weed killer out there. We wanted to spread that 
along to you. I found it. Uh, it is, I think, from uh, Natural News. Uh, I found it online. It's Weed Be Gone, and the recipe is one gallon of vinegar. That's a lot. Two cups of Epsom salts uh, and a quarter cup of Dawn dish. <laughs> it says soup. I'm looking at the graphic. It says soup. Wow. Mm, I should post this soup. online. It actually says soup. It's soap, uh, the blue original. And what it says is it will kill anything you spray on it. Just mix and spray in the morning. Uh, after the dew has evaporated, walk away, go back after dinner, and the weeds are all gone. Cheaper than anything you can buy anywhere and never buy Roundup again. So you're telling me those weeds are going to be gone in a few hours. That's we're, what we're, this says. We're going to have to try that. I'm, I'm willing. I don't want to spray soap all over my patio. But... Can you imagine if you did that and <laughs> yeah. then all of a sudden a big rain came yeah, off? That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Everybody look. I well, would have a pool full of suds. <laughs> well, I wouldn't spray it around your pool. Spray no. it on the front porch or yeah. something. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I did think of that because I've got the, those uh, uh, those weeds are right around my walkway. And if we get really heavy rain, that floods. And I would have my soap wife, bubbles she would everywhere. Say, <laughs> she wouldn't, after I sprayed all that, she wouldn't know if there's weeds or not because she wouldn't go out there for the vinegar smell. I mean, if you're oh, you know? I yeah, never I'm thought of full that. Of vinegar out there. I wonder if just vinegar will work. I mean, I don't know. I'd say whatever's in the soap probably work better than I don't know. Well, yeah. it's Epsom salts because the Epsom That's salt true. may may kill it. But I mean, it's all going to wash away. But the good thing is, it's eco friendly. I mean, these are all chemicals that are not going to harm the environment. So I just wanted to share that with everybody, <laughs> just to. <laughs> Just because we want to be eco-friendly, we want to save the environment. So, yeah, if we try it, we will let you know. But <clears throat> you probably noticed I've been clearing my throat, and I've got tons of stuff in my throat. So we need to get to the uh, <laughs> the pollen report. And it was pretty good over the weekend. Pollen was well, pretty I good. wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> maybe some cold temperatures and snow. <laughs> yeah. But now we're back, and it is raging. And the pollen report from pollen.com. Uh, I mean, it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are going to in the high category. Uh, they say Friday is medium high. I'm not sure why, but we have some new new trees in the mix in, in the in the mix now, and the trees are uh, primary pollens are ash, birch, and alder. I have no idea what that is. I've heard. I know birch. It, well, the birch yeah, has I know like what the birch is the white. The yeah, white birch. I don't know what an thing. alder tree is. I'm not sure. Do they make berry alderberry? Some alderberry pie out of that thing. <laughs> uh, they say the mold spores are high, which kind of makes sense because we had you know over an inch of rain, and now the sun's coming out, and the mold is, you know, little toadstools are out in the yards and everything. Um, <clears throat> AccuWeather says tree pollen is very high. Uh, which obviously, and the grass pollen is moderate, which makes sense because people are mowing their lawns now. Uh, finally got, got my lawn mowed. Uh, get those little Me too, things. a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hear lawnmowers. My, my poor mother, she, <laughs> she has new neighbors across the street, and she texted me earlier and said, said, one of the neighbors has a lawnmower, and it's really driving me nuts. <laughs> hey, mm. it's tis the season. Yeah. Stuff's coming out now. 
Uh, okay, and speaking of my mother and stuff we had talked about, let's get to... The Stormdar Birdwatching Report. The Birdwatching Report. Uh, actually, my mother, uh, which lives in, who lives in Springfield, uh, all she says is the birds are just eating like crazy. They're hungry. But we got a... Um, a, a comment from a message from uh, somebody in Oklahoma, Mary Ellis Newkirk, I think, or whatever. And she said the uh, hummingbirds arrived today in Northeast Oklahoma. Hummingbirds arrived in my backyard today as well. And so now in Branson, we've got mm-hmm. hummingbirds. So they, they're on their way up. They are. Didn't you say something about the scouts were here? Like, the scouts. Were here? We were getting reports of, of the scouts, which come before the, the main crew, the main clan. Of Hummers, uh, in Branson, we were getting some reports that they were here. I didn't get any, but now that that I'm seeing them, I think they're just the the normal hummingbirds are arriving finally, and yeah. they're hungry. Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. If you got a bird feeder, uh, I mean, with bird seed and stuff, I mean, I hope everybody's got them out uh, because they're looking for food. If you want. You know, don't they have bird seed like at Walmart for specific or Lowe's or someplace? Yeah. They got like you can get it for specific birds. I guess all of them are on their way. Up, up they up should here. be by now. Yeah, April fifteenth. I thought that was interesting. I think my mother even said that in years past, maybe they've come around the twentieth, twenty end of April. I think when they get to Springfield. But you know, we're gonna have these nice warm days. It's also time to plant tomatoes. I think I'm gonna do that this week. Ooh, I yeah. usually do it around. Tax day. I haven't done it in three or four years. Oh, really? So I'm gonna do that again. I'm not. I'm worried about squirrels. I have yeah. so many squirrels. So uh, might have to post and get some tips and tricks on how to keep the squirrels out of my maters. Oh, that's true. So we'll see. Maybe we, that goes. we need to have the storm door garden report. Might, <laughs> you never I might, know. I, I might have a tomato cam going on back there. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I wonder if Mom's gonna do that. She did tell me uh, the other day that next time I come up, uh, what we do every year, I take her to the nursery, and she gets her flowers, and most I'll, of them I'll be live. doing that tomorrow, too. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to be up Thursday. I got my dental appointment Thursday, which is probably going to be rainy when I go up there. I mean, yeah. the, I mean the system, if, if and when... This storm system moves through. If it's overnight, it's going to be really wet. But, you know, I did see in the forecast that, you know, scattered showers and thunderstorms are going to probably continue through Thursday. That's what they say. Uh, don't know about the risk of tornadoes or not. Uh, we've well, had the share down Wednesday south. night, you know, you're going to have that enhanced risk with uh, isolated tornadoes. Yeah. They're not expecting anything huge tornado-wise. Yeah. Unless they upgrade Tonight or tomorrow. That's a thing. Which we'll keep an eye on. Come out, what, in in a few hours? A couple, couple, three hours it's going to come out. Well, this week's weather school is all about tornadoes and the types of tornadoes and fun facts that you probably didn't know. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. Spring is prime severe weather season, and atmospheric conditions are getting ripe for tornadoes. Oh, 
A tornado is a rapidly rotating column of air that is in contact with both the surface of the earth and a cumulonimbus cloud. The windstorm is often referred to as a twister, whirlwind, or a cyclone. If you were to look down from the sky toward the surface of the earth, then you'll see that the winds travel counterclockwise around the storm system in the northern hemisphere. Tornadoes come in many shapes and sizes, and they are often visible in the form of a condensation funnel originating from the base of a cumulonimbus cloud, with a cloud of rotating debris and dust beneath it. Most tornadoes have wind speeds less than 110 miles per hour, or about 250 feet across, and travel just a few miles before dissipating. The most extreme tornadoes can attain wind speeds of more than 300 miles per hour, are more than 2 miles in diameter, and stay on the ground for dozens of miles. Other tornado-like phenomena that exist in nature include the gustnado, the dust devil, the fire whirl, and the steam devil. Tornadoes occur most frequently in North America, particularly in central and southeastern regions of the United States, colloquially known as Tornado Alley. They also occur in southern Africa, northwestern and southeast Europe, western and southeastern Australia, New Zealand, Bangladesh, and adjacent eastern India, and southeastern South America. Tornadoes can be detected before or as they occur through the use of pulse Doppler radar by recognizing patterns in velocity and reflectivity data, such as the hook echoes or debris balls, as well as through the efforts of storm spotters. There are several scales for rating the strength of tornadoes. The Fujita scale rates tornadoes by damage caused and has been replaced in some countries by the updated Enhanced Fujita scale. An F0 or EF0 tornado, the weakest category, damages trees, but not substantial structures. An F5 or EF5 tornado, the strongest category, rips buildings off their foundations and can deform large skyscrapers. There are several different types of tornadoes. One is called a rope tornado. Rope tornadoes are some of the smallest and most common types of tornadoes, getting their name from their rope-like appearance. Most tornadoes begin and end their life cycle as a rope tornado before growing into a larger twister or dissipating into thin air. However, some may last for only a few brief minutes, retaining their rope-like appearance the entire time that they are in contact with the ground. Despite their small size, they can still be dangerous to those in their path. Although rope tornadoes may look weaker than much larger ones, some get more intense as they narrow and tighten. 
Another type is a cone tornado. When people think of a tornado rolling across the plains in the central U.S., a cone tornado is often what comes to mind. Cone tornadoes, similar to rope tornadoes, get their name from their shape. They are narrower where they touch the ground than where they meet at the base of the associated thunderstorm. These are generally more dangerous than rope tornadoes as their paths tend to be wider and they can leave a larger trail of damage. A stovepipe tornado is similar to a cone, the main difference being that they are generally the same width at the base of the thunderstorm as where they meet the ground. Another kind is a wedge tornado. Some of the largest and most destructive tornadoes in history fall in the category of a wedge tornado. Wedge tornadoes can appear wider than they are tall, and they can leave behind a large trail of destruction in their wake. Wedges are usually major tornadoes, meaning that they are given a rating of EF3 or higher. Some of the worst tornadoes in history were wedge tornadoes, including the El Reno tornado that tracked across Oklahoma on May 31, 2013. This was the widest tornado ever recorded, growing to 2.6 miles wide during the height of the storm. Multivortex and Satellite Tornadoes some supercell thunderstorms can produce multiple tornadoes throughout the life of the storm, but others may produce multiple twisters at the same time. Supercell thunderstorms are organized storms that have a strong circulation. This circulation is what helps lead to the formation of a tornado. Multivortex means that you have at least two, if not more, little areas that are swirling around the main parent circulation. While multi-vortex tornadoes have small ropes spinning around them, in extreme cases, a storm can produce two tornadoes spinning independently of each other. When this occurs, the second tornado that forms is called a satellite tornado. These are extremely rare and can lead to multiple trails of damage in the wake of the storm. Another kind is a water spout or a land spout. These may look like tornadoes, but they can develop when no thunderstorms are in the area. Although water spouts are always tornadoes by definition, they don't officially count in tornado records unless they hit land. While some water spouts develop the same way that tornadoes do, many are not associated with supercell thunderstorms. They are smaller and weaker than most intense Great Plains tornadoes, but still can be quite dangerous. Despite being weaker than most tornadoes, they can still be strong enough to overturn boats and create rough seas. No matter what type of whirling dervish comes down from the sky, the best thing to do is find shelter immediately. Never ignore a tornado warning when it is issued for your community. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School.
you have all the information about those whirlwinds, those cyclones, those naders, twisters, twisters, naders, whatever thing. Yeah, we want to mention also that all of our weather school segments are now up and uh, available on our website, stormdarweather.com. Just go to, what is it, Corey? Is it the other? No, it's Podcast and Media. Is that the tab? Podcast and Media. And then you'll see somewhere on there, it'll say Stormdar Weather School. And all of these weather schools are up. And let me tell you, we got, what, like 30 of them? (laughs) I've got lots of them. And uh, we're always looking for more. So if you're listening to this and you have an idea uh, for, you know, something that I can make in a weather school, just please message us or email us at stormdarweather at gmail.com because the weather's fascinating and there's so much about it. And I love it. And I know you love it too. You do a good job. I think we do a great job. And we hit a milestone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on our Facebook page, we got nineteen thousand over nineteen thousand five hundred now. Huh? Woo! Wait a minute. Where's my Where's my applause? Wait. Thank us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank wow. you for for you know, be being the ones that support that didn't us. That did sound like nineteen thousand people. Well, I I haven't got that one on here. I got oh. I got wait I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have played. Anyway, I don't want to go off the rails, so now it's time for This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? This Week in Weather History, actually, it was today. Ooh. Uh, there was a tornado outbreak. Can you believe that? This time in April? Wow. Uh, it, there were several fatalities that day, uh, like seven. Forty-five tornadoes occurred, and you may remember it. It struck Tuscaloosa and Alabama happened in 2011. And this is called the Forgotten Tornado Outbreak. The Forgotten Tornado. I never heard of it. I have. Uh, And and I'm reading the Birmingham National Weather Service blog on it. Okay. Why was it called the Forgotten Tornado Outbreak? A month later was Joplin. Ooh. That's right. And everybody stopped talking about Tuscaloosa. <laughs> oh, that's right. When Joplin occurred. So, yeah. Well, uh, the first tornado watch that morning was issued at 8 a.m. Wow. Tornado warnings were issued at 11.52 a.m. and continued until 12.15 a.m. the next morning. 45 wow. tornadoes touched down. Holy cow. Yeah. Over Alabama. Gosh, that's like almost 18 hours. No, yeah, about 18 hours. Holy cow. Long time. Started in Mississippi, Alabama. Uh, so, I mean, it was a... Did, did they uh, F- tell... If any... EF0s all the way to EF4s. Okay, I wonder if there's EF any EF5s out of that thing. I think Tuscaloosa, or right around Tuscaloosa, it was an EF4. EF4, wow. Um, think there was any ef5s man and then a month later a huge ef5 just come and wipes right. out portions of joplin man so everybody stopped talking about that one and uh, started yeah. talking about joplin and then reno i mean uh, uh, el reno in oklahoma yeah. Yeah. That, that was when was that was that the next year i forgot about that i mean i think it's about this well it was the same year as the more tornado in May. It was just a yeah. few weeks later. Okay. 
I think it was in 2011, maybe. Uh, that was a big year. I know I was on a cruise during the Moore tornado with my in-laws, and they were trying to call Moore like crazy because that's where my wife's sister and her family live. Oh, gotcha. So they were safe in their storm cellar. Good. So, uh, yeah, I'm around the same year. Man. Well, I mean, and, and this year is actually kind of ramping up a little bit. I mean, we've got some massive tornadoes out of this. And, we, you know, another dynamic system coming through. The winds are going to pick up again. Um, we're just going to have to see just, you know, where this enhanced risk. I mean, I know they're probably going to upgrade something. I just. Well, know. something will change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're two days out, so something's bound to change. Something will change here in the next few hours. And and I thought I thought it was kind of interesting because on the the D four the day four, uh, they had a thirty percent confidence level all the way from yeah. Texas all the way up to what was it, Northern Iowa. And that's a sure sign that something will change when they're huge like that. Oh, when it gets to thirty percent, our eyebrows go. Okay, what's going on? So I was totally expecting to see it like an enhanced risk mm -hmm. i mean personally i thought you know if you got a 30 percent confidence level uh but we're just in a slight so we will post in a couple of hours uh the new day two which is uh you know 12 30 or whatever i i'm probably going to be up i'll do that with my nightly post okay now it's time for our favorite steps it's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar weather weather word of the week is... Inversion. Oh. Hey, you got it right. Inversion. Yeah. Okay, what's that mean? It's an increase in temperature with height. The higher you go, the warmer it gets. The reverse of the normal cooling with height in the atmosphere. Temperature inversions trap atmospheric pollutants in the lower troposphere, resulting in concentrations of pollutants at ground levels at ground levels than would usually be experienced. Yes, and I want I'm trying to to figure out if we should make this a contest or not. An inversion. Let, let, let's see if you know. Uh, to all our listeners out there, I will pose the question, and then we will wait a few seconds to see if you get the right answer. In the summer, many times you get an inversion in the atmosphere, and that is called... Don't say anything. Think. Think. Okay, Corey, do you know what it is? No. A cap. Oh, well, yeah. The cap... <laughs> In the summer? Yeah. I guess so. A lot of times in the summer you get that cap when you get all that that energy downstairs and you get, you know, the the atmosphere cools as it go as it rises. That's just the natural thing. But then you got this this big inversion. You got this warm air up there and the thunderstorms can't go anywhere. And even though we have tons of cape, which is energy, and we've got moisture, it just can't go anywhere. So that's why we call the lid on the pot of water. And if the cap breaks Massive, robust updraft thunderstorms. You ever hear of the phenomenon where it can be in the middle of the night and you have a bunch of warm air above, I guess, and that warm air just dives down to the surface? I've heard of that. What is that And the called? temperature can rise 20, 30, 40 degrees in the middle of the night 
and I don't remember what it's called, but oh, it's amazing. Oh, we got to look at that. Oh, yeah. Like within minutes. It yeah. Was, bam. Yeah. And then it'll... That what, happened in Oklahoma just a couple of years ago, and I can't remember what they call that. Oh, shoot. I think uh, uh, Sioux Falls, Sioux Falls uh, uh, National Weather Service. Shoot. I forgot what that's called. I'll just have to ask our friendly neighborhood meteorologist, Mike Green. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's about time to have him on. Yeah, Let's is. see if we can get him on that last week okay. uh, of April. Yeah. Uh, next week is going to be special. We have a we have a special guest, uh, recorded special guest segment, um, which we will... Uh, it's going to be beneficial for everybody. I've been wanting to get this guy on here for a long time. So we'll tease that. So make sure you, you listen next week. And I hope you listen every week because we love I know doing I this. do. I love doing this. I'm listening right now. Are you? Yeah, right here. I have it. Oh, yeah, on. we you got headsets too. on. <laughs> oh, that's right. And we just want to also tease uh, our uh, special, our May special of the podcast is going to be the Remembering Joplin um, podcast. I mean, we're going to come on, we're going to do our normal intros and everything, but we've got some incredible interviews with people directly affected um, or involved with cleanup of the Joplin tornado. And is, this, is this year eight? Your eight year anniversary? I, I think so. In 2011, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is our eighth year, and I've got a really cool theme. I've been working on music, because everything we do here at Storm Dark Weather is with original from me or Corey. So there's no copyright. We can just have fun and do what we do. I can rap, like like gangster rap, but you don't want to hear that. Well, we'll we'll do that after the podcast. Okay. And I, I'll make some. I'll get. I'll give you a beat, and you can you can rap after that. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not as musical, but I can I can carry a beat. I, I play drums, so. Oh, okay. So you yeah. got you got the rhythm, right? <laughs> well, I don't. We'll have to make that a special. Uh, there you go. We we'll have to do that. Oh man, we covered quite a bit today. Yeah, we got the birds, we got the pollen, we got the severe, we got you know tornadoes. We Interesting got... to see what we'll be talking about next week with these uh, with the storm coming through. Exactly. I'm not seeing any more snow. I mean, if we level out zonally, uh, I'm not seeing. I don't. I mean, we're getting to the time of year now. Like I said, we had 30 degrees, and like two days later, bam, we're right back yeah. in the 80s. So if anything happens, like the I didn't even see any snow. No, I didn't either. I don't think there was anything here. So <clears throat> we're in severe weather season, and I got my frog in my throat. <clears throat> so maybe it's about time to wrap this thing up. What do you think? Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>